you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. favor today I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say stop comparing yourself to me I hear a lot of laughing because <laughs> some of you are going I never have You know, when I first got into the ministry, felt called to be a pastor, it was hard not to compare yourself with others. I would watch other preachers on TV, and we didn't have the, really the internet back then like we do today. But I would watch myself and compare myself to other preachers. And sometimes it was tough. Do I measure up? Am I good enough? Do I sound like that? For many years, it was a struggle because I, I would probably be different people in, in the pulpit, but I probably wasn't myself. And I'll never forget one day I was at a conference, and a man by the name of Tony Miller had asked my dad if I was there, and he said yes. He said, I want to meet your son. I walked down to the front. I met him that day, and this is what he said to me. He said, John, I feel like the Lord has told me to tell you, put your own trumpet to your own mouth and blow your own horn and make your own sound. As we've been talking about this sermon series, Hard Knocks, I think one of the greatest problems in society today, especially with Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and TikTok or whatever it's called is the fact that we are now always comparing ourselves to others. And here's the problem. Most of the time, all we get is their highlight reels. They're goods, but we don't see their bads. They're accomplishments, but we miss their failures. It becomes difficult. I want to read a story to you today. It's out of Luke chapter 10, beginning verse 38. As we've got these graduates that are graduating high school and college, I hope of any sermon they've heard, they will grasp this today. That as they go out into the world, start a new season of their life, start out on a new journey, I hope today that our graduates will hear this. Because if you live a life of always comparing yourselves to others, it's going to be a miserable life. Let me say this. You are not called to be anybody but who God's called you to be. I know. I know. You're weird. But be weird. Somebody said you're weird. Well, okay, you stop being yourself. <laughs> <I'm> just, 
that's okay. It's okay. Because see, many times we're trying to measure ourselves by a measuring stick that should not exist. That was never designed for your life. That God called you to be who you are. And if you will just be who you are. Now let me, let me stop real quick and, and preference that with this. That doesn't mean that you don't fix character flaws. That doesn't mean that you don't get rid of stuff that doesn't belong. And I'll talk about that more in a few moments. But if some of you would stop comparing yourself to others, life would be so much simpler. Listen, I would love to have Armando's hair. And there are days that I don't compare myself. I just hate him. But that's okay. I am who I am, and I'll be who I'll be. Amen. It says in Luke chapter 10, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha, and I want you to remember this, opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted, remember that word, distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her, and I love this. You ever, you ever think you can yell at Jesus? Martha did. I want you to, there's an exclamation point right there. So let me say it the way it said. Tell her to help me. Thank God he has grace because I'd have struck her down with lightning right then. <laughs> now, I love this right here. Martha, Martha. Y'all do know he's been a little sarcastic there. It's like my mama, she don't say anything mean about anybody, but when she sees something stupid, she said, oh, bless their heart. Yeah. We all know what mama's saying in her southern veil type of way. You're an idiot. <laughs> Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Oh, oh, if I could get that in your mind, your psyche, your heart right now, that you are afraid and fearful and worried about many things. And God is saying, you shouldn't, you don't need to be, you ought to not be afraid or worried. God says, oh, listen, don't. But there are few things that are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken from her. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And I pray that every heart and every mind to be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one, leave this house the same way that they came. For we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In this story, Jesus has just come into town. Martha invites Jesus to come into her house to sup, to rest. While she's there, Martha's in the kitchen cooking up some fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, 
broccoli casserole. I'm getting hungry. And all of a sudden, she notices that Mary ain't nowhere to be seen. And Martha gets a little bit upset. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Martha has already made it known, like some of you do. <laughs> oh, Mary, <laughs> you coming in the kitchen? And then it probably turned into the looks. She peeks around the door. Hey, Jesus. She's upset. We find Mary, her sister's at the feet of Jesus, and well, that's all she can think about. She just wants to be in the presence of Jesus. And she's had enough, and I've got this image, and I know it's probably not biblical, but I've got this image of finally Martha walking out of the kitchen, and she's stirring something in a pan. She's mixing up some Cajun spices for the chicken. And she walks out, and she's, I'm done. Jesus, make Mary get her rear end in the kitchen right now. See, at this moment, you see Martha comparing herself to Mary. In essence, Martha believes Mary should be doing what Martha is doing, and that many times is the problem in our life. We either think people should do what we're doing or we should do what others are doing instead of doing what God has told us to do. I want to throw this out. In fact, you can go right down number one. Know your invitations matter. Know your invitations matter. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She invited Jesus in. Can I tell you right now, your invitations in life matter. She invites Jesus in. We know the, the first invitation in our life should be the invitation that we invite Jesus to come in and to save us, redeem us, and reconcile us to the Father. But here's the problem for some of you. Many times that's the last invitation you gave to Jesus. God's not going to force himself on you. God's not going to make himself. You ever had that? Listen, I, you know, me and Laura, we used to pastor in Oklahoma. and We lived in a parsonage. You might know what a parsonage is. Parsonage is a church, a house owned by the church, and they always put it right beside the church. You know the problem with the pastor's house right beside the church? Everybody, 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 everybody thinks they can come anytime they want to come. You didn't ever just sit around in your underwear. You didn't ever sit around undressed. I always, I give in the morning, I got dressed because you never knew. You never knew. People just come by and see you. I love people. I love people. But don't just stop by. Jesus isn't going to force himself into your life. See, you should invite Jesus into everything in your life. You should invite him into your marriage. You should invite him into your work. You should invite him into the decision-making of your life. You should invite him. See, in fact, if you will learn to invite Jesus into everything in your life, then maybe some of the things in your life that you do, you would stop doing because you know Jesus is right there with you. 
Come on, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on to the club. And let's go into the bar with me. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. It's all right, Jesus. No, Jesus, just cover your eyes. I know it's a strip joint, but it's all right. Come on. See, many times we don't understand that the invitation didn't stop at the moment that we got saved, that we need to be inviting Jesus to every part of our life, every day, every moment, every hour. Mary, Martha starts out doing it right. She invites Jesus to come to her house. See, let me tell you the problem with some of you is that you're making invitations. The problem is the invitations you're making are not inviting Jesus in. You're inviting trouble in because you're inviting things in your life that don't belong. I could spend hours on that right there. But see, one of the greatest invitations that we make in our life is the invitation of comparison. You cannot go and compare your life, invite that, that comparison into you and not expect for it to cause you troubles and worries and fears and low self-worth. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Because when you go to try to compare yourself with others who God hasn't called you to be, you'll never meet up, you'll feel disqualified, and you'll feel unworthy. She invited God in, and here's the thing. Can I also say something to you? Because in a few moments, Jesus is about to get on to Martha. Do you understand that if you invite Jesus in your life, you would also invite his correction? Look at your neighbor and say, you need to be corrected. If you're going to invite Jesus in, listen, your invitation for Jesus to come in your life, Jesus will come into your life just the way you are. You know that? Praise God for that. Because if there was qualifications for Jesus to, to come in our life and we want to be saved, none of us, none of us, not one of us would be worthy. That's why Jesus died on the cross to pay the price. But what we see is, is that we, when we invite Jesus in, then we don't just invite Jesus in to come in to save us and to redeem us and to reconcile us to the Father. We invite Jesus to come into our life and to make us better, to cleanse us, to purify us, to make us righteous and holy, and that means there will be some correction. He may take you the way you are. He won't leave you the way you were. Number two, I want you to write this down. Know your place matters. Know your place matters. To our graduates today, I want you to understand that God has a destiny and a purpose for your life. From the foundations of the world. Listen, before I was ever born, before my parents were ever born, he had already called the name of John Leggett to be the pastor of Compassion Church. Amen? It wasn't by accident, but it was by call. It wasn't by just, well, luck of the draw, but God had determined. For all of our graduates today, can I say something to you, and I hope you take this to heart, and I hope you take this home. Listen to what I'm saying to you. God has a divine purpose and a divine will for your future. If you want God to bless you, then ask God what he wants you to do. Listen to what happens. She had her sister called Mary. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what the Lord said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked the Lord, 
Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. I've heard preachers preach and say that what Martha was doing was wrong. What Martha was doing was not wrong. Somebody had to cook. Amen. Someone had to get the meal ready. Amen. What Martha was doing at that moment was not wrong. It was okay for her to be in the kitchen. It was all right for her to be making some fried chicken, some sweet tea, some garlic mashed potatoes. I was about to say pork chops, but they're Jewish, so they didn't eat pork, so no, they didn't. And at this moment, Martha finally comes out and says, she's not being like me. She's not doing what I do. I've lifted up the measuring tape, and she hasn't measured up. So, God, you make her just like me. The problem was Martha wasn't doing anything wrong until Martha started telling everybody else what they were doing wrong. So I want you to understand today God has called us all to a purpose. God's called me to preach. He didn't call me to sing. In fact, oh, that's harsh. There's a part in that Bible about submissive to, to your husband. I don't know where that. But she's right. I love to sing. I sing all the time. The problem is I'm bad at it. And that's probably why God made me bad at it. God could have made me okay. But if I'd have been okay, I probably would have tried it. But I'm so bad at it. I won't even try. I'm horrible. I got a song right now. I go through phases and I love songs and I'm in love with a song right now and it's called Gratitude. Oh, come how, how's it going? Oh, my soul. See, you don't want me singing. I love that part. Now, boy, I, and I'm the type when I sing, I get into it now. Come on, my lungs. Don't you get shy on me. Oh, I'll get I'll go on now. Woo. But I know I'm bad. So I don't try to sing like some of you. If you can't sing, don't try to get on the praise team. <laughs> Amen. I love to be a male model, but it probably just wouldn't have happened unless they have male models on the radio. That's probably the only way it would have happened. See, the problem was not what Martha was doing, but Martha comparing. It wasn't that, listen, many of you say, well, Martha should have been there at the feet of Jesus. No, Martha was doing what Martha was supposed to be doing. Just like you need to realize, you do what you do, boo. <laughs> and let everybody else do what they do. Listen to number three. Knowing what is needed matters. Knowing what is needed matters. Listen to what he says. Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. It was all right that Martha was doing what she was supposed to be doing. See, can I tell you, I have this image of Martha sitting there stirring the food and all upset. But I have this image of Mary at the feet of Jesus with this smile on her face. 
No, not a worry in the world. She doesn't care about anything. She is so excited just to listen. In fact, the Bible says she was listening to Jesus. And he says this, Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen what is better. See, Martha could do what she did all day long. But the problem is without Jesus and being at his feet, there would be no joy. Mary could do what she wanted to do all day long and always feel joy and peace. See, Jesus was saying to Martha, yeah, you're supposed to be in the kitchen. You're supposed to cook. You're supposed to serve. In fact, we find in other passages that Martha was a servant. She had a servant's heart. Nothing wrong with that. But listen, Martha, if you've got a choice and you can only do one, get in my presence. That's where you belong. That's where you ought to be. Martha, because she was doing her job and not doing what God called her to do, but doing what she wanted to do, compared herself to somebody else. Mary, can I tell you, Mary, she, she had not heard the little comments from Martha. She had not even probably paid attention to the looks. She probably didn't hear the uh, 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 uh. She hadn't seen it. Because in the presence of Jesus, everything else had faded away. He said, Martha, I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong. But if you're going to choose one, can I tell you, Martha, it's better that you be in the presence of God at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he is saying. I can't do what I do on this stage if I don't do what I do on my knees. I can't tell you about the presence of God if I don't spend time in the presence of God. I can't lead out of what I don't have. He was saying, Mary Martha, you're not understanding. I'm proud of you. You're doing a good job in there. But Martha, it's never about the service that you give me. It's about spending time with me. For some reason, Martha thought if she cooked good enough, served good enough, did it just right, then maybe, just maybe, finally Martha would be, well, accepted. Do you ever feel that way sometimes? If I just perform right, if I just do it good enough, if I just, if I just do it with excellence and perfection, then maybe, just maybe, I'll be accepted by everybody. Can I tell you, you're never going to be accepted by everybody. People are always going to talk about you. But if you will get in the presence of God and say, God, I'm not comparing myself with anybody else, but the plan and the purpose that you have for my life, God, that's it. For our graduates, whether college or graduating college and entering into the world, you will have to fight 
that desire to compare yourselves with others. If you go back and listen to what Mary was doing, the Bible says that she was at the feet of Jesus listening to him. Can I tell you the greatest place you'll ever be is at the feet of Jesus listening to him. God, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking over my life? Lord, it's not about whether I'm as good as Laurie or as good as my God. It's whether, it's whether I'm doing what you've called me to do. Realize this. Your invitations will determine your destination. Your invitation will determine your destination. And if your invitation is always comparing yourselves to others, you're never going to match up. You're never going to be good enough. And you're always going to struggle in your life. But if you will start saying, God, the only thing I compare myself to is the will and the purpose and the plan that you have for my life, nothing else matters. If you would get in the presence of God, seek his face, desire to be with him. My favorite passage in the Bible is where King David says, It's all that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This is what he was saying. All that I may be in the presence of God every moment, every hour. If I'm in the presence of God, the worries fade. The fears go away. The comparison doesn't matter. Because in the presence of God, it's about him and it's about me. I want you to stand with me. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. If you're struggling today with comparing yourselves to others, I want you to raise your hand right now. Lord, I pray that every hand that is raised, that God, you would break that comparison off their life, free them today, I pray in Jesus' name, that Lord, it's not about comparing themselves to anybody else, but the will and the purpose that God has for their life. Lord, let them know today what matters. Let them make an invitation that every part of their life, they will invite you in. Right now, Lord, break that comparison off their life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say, Pastor, I don't know if I were to die today whether I'm going to heaven or hell, but I don't want to leave this house the same way that I came. I want to give my heart and life to Christ. It's so simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is a son of the living God, died on the cross for you, rose on the third day, and with your mouth confess him, Lord, of your life, and you shall be saved. If you're here today and you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else? I've had two raise their hand, give God praise. Say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. As two new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you into my heart and into my life.
forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I ask you to come into my life forever and ever. Amen and amen. Give God praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Thank you.